Hello, welcome to the Kilgallen Diaries Daily Cast on the 19th of April 2021. I'm Brian Byrne. As usual, we begin with the weather. It's not very promising on this start of the week. A mostly cloudy day. It should be dry locally most of the time, although scattered showers will move in from the west this evening. There'll be a high of up to 13 degrees in a light to moderate breeze from the southeast. Our person of interest today is Pierre Curie, a 19th century physicist who was a pioneer in the study of radioactivity. Though in many respects his wife Marie remains better known, they were both equally involved in the researches and discoveries about radiation, which won them, and the original identifier of the phenomenon Henri Becquerel, the 1903 Nobel Prize for Physics. Pierre Curie was born in Paris in 1859, the son of a doctor, and from his teens he showed strong scientific and mathematical aptitude. By 1900, he was a professor of physics in the Faculty of Sciences at the University of Paris. Prior to that, he had demonstrated, with his older brother Paul Jacques, electrical characteristics of crystals which today still underpin modern digital circuits. He met his future wife, Marie, when she became his student. After a period of courtship, she agreed to his second proposal of marriage in 1895. His actual proposal is recorded as follows. It would be a beautiful thing, a thing I dare not hope if we could spend our life near each other, hypnotised by our dreams, your patriotic dream, our humanitarian dream, and our scientific dream. There you go. And who says scientists aren't romantic? Pierre's early work was to a large extent involved in the property of magnetism and gravitational fields, for which very delicate measurement techniques were required. With Marie, he worked on isolating the substances radium and polonium, and these measurement techniques were essential in so doing. They were the first scientists to use the term radioactivity. In addition to the Nobel Prize for their pioneering work, they were awarded a number of other major science prizes, including the Davy Medal for Chemistry. As partner scientists, they were a dedicated team. As married people, they were devoted to each other. They had two daughters, one of whom, Irene, also became a physicist, as was Irene's own husband, Frederick. Pierre Curie died on the 19th of April 1906 when he fell under a horse-drawn cart. Marie lived on until 1934 when she died of the effects of a lifetime working with radiation. This work also caused the deaths of Irene and her husband later. All the Curie's papers from the 1890s, even Marie's cookbooks, are too dangerous to touch. Their laboratory books are kept in special lead boxes and people who want to see them have to wear protective clothing. The remains of the two Curies were moved to a crypt in the Pantheon in Paris in 1995. And so to our feature of the day. Chris Pender is a councillor in the Kildare Newbridge Municipal District. Like his colleagues, he works hard on a range of issues which affect those who elected him to represent them on the local authority. But in recent times, he's been highlighting one matter particularly, the lack of cycling infrastructure in and between local towns and villages. My interest, like, I, I don't drive, Brian. Um, I'm just, I'm 
public transport and cycling and walking is is my primary mode of transport. So I've always been interested from that kind of uh, an angle. But the other side of things is I'm very conscious that we're 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 kind of over reliant on cars so much, and then. One of the things we became very aware of midway through the pandemic, um, especially in relation to the likes of Kilcullen and some of the other smaller towns and villages around, was that the first thing to be cut were their bus services. So if people didn't drive, they had nowhere to go. So I kind of became, it's always been my idea that we should be linking up our towns and villages via pedestrian and cycle routes, regardless um, it's it's one of the ways to create a connectivity between the likes of Newbridge and Kilcullen, Newbridge and Gilbert Town, you've got your Brownstown, your Maddenstown, all of those kind of areas. And one of the best ways that we can actually generate and create a community is by linking them together but with something that they can control. So, like, you stick in the infrastructure for people, people will use it. It's, a, it's an old, um, if you build it, they will come kind of a mentality, I suppose you could say. In 2013, the National Transport Authority produced a comprehensive proposal to build cycling infrastructure in and between the main towns in the Greater Dublin area. And that includes the counties of Meath, Wicklow and Kildare. In Kildare itself, the relevant main towns are Nace, Newbridge and Kildare Town. People who kind of live in in Kildare tend to be commuters to and from Dublin if, if, if they're working in Dublin. So... That's part of the reason why we're including it. Like, there's there's any number of statistics on how many people are travelling from, let's say, for instance, um, Kilcullen to Newbridge or Kilc- or Newbridge to Dublin. Um, and part of the infrastructural plan that was there was to create a, a network that would allow people to commute using more sustainable modes of transport. So, cycling being cycling being one of the big ones there. A perusal of that plan shows extraordinary detail in the interurban routes proposed, including, locally, Newbridge to Kilcullen via Athgarvan, Kilcullen to Kildare via Brownstown and the Curra, a Kilcullen loop to Two Mile House, and more. But where has all this planning gone since? Absolutely, we, we we 100% should be, but I feel as though one of the things, one of the things I've come across as being a councillor is we don't even have the cycling infrastructure within our own towns and villages to link up to intertown and inter kind of village. Um, like, I mean, if we stick, let's say, for instance, if we stick a uh, cycling infrastructure from Kilcullen through Agarban into Newbridge, where does it go when it hits Newbridge? Where does it go when it hits Kilcullen? Where does it go when it hits Agarban would be my biggest issue. But the reality is, is we could be doing all of this at the same time. Like, there, there's land ownership issues that are there and all of that kind of stuff, but, like, I just, I don't think, I don't think as a county, as a council, or indeed as, as a country, we're being ambitious enough when it comes to our cycling infrastructure. As they say, big organisations and their plans move very slowly. But recently, Kildare's councillors were given a presentation that suggests there is actual movement. Yeah, so we, we got a recent presentation from the new um, Sustainable Transport Officer in Kildare County Council in relation to cycling infrastructure going into towns currently. So there's a small piece 
There's a small piece of recycling infrastructure for Kilcullen, small piece of recycling infrastructure for Atgarvan, and a small piece for Kildare Town and indeed Newbridge as well. One of the new ones that came up that really piqued my interest because it's something that I've, I've kind of been pushing from the get-go is the implementation of a thing called a grey way. And a greyway is a cycle is cycling infrastructure that you install along existing routes between major towns and villages. So let's say, for instance, you look at Newbridge to Nice or um, Kildare Town to Newbridge. So it's it, it's been a really it's kind of I suppose the maps that we the maps that we were shown showed uh, a moderate uh, infrastructural improvement across like in towns but when you look at them all together it shows a massive cycling improvement because we it will in effect allow us to create linkages between our towns at a personal level an improvement in local cycling infrastructure would mean easier access to representational work for councillor pender you've got the likes of uh, Tracy O'Dwyer over there who's been doing excellent work and i think fiona mclaughlin Healy has been doing quite a bit but I suppose you could say one of one of the reasons why I can't do work there is because if I want to get into Kilcullen after six o'clock in the day, I can't because it's not safe to cycle to Kilcullen. For la- like, I mean, I suppose that's that's the best way of saying it. So, with with the presentations that we've gotten, you're seeing a marked improvement in trying to integrate cycling infrastructure into our towns, but also trying to integrate cycling infrastructure between our towns. Now the. A Garvin local area plan is up for consultation and we're trying to do a, a future proofing piece around that, linking it up with what cycling infrastructure may in the future be in Newbridge. And the same as well for, for the likes of Gilcullen. Presentations are all very good, but is there any indication that Kildare County Council is putting resources into this area of sustainable transport? There absolutely is. So we've just gotten an increase in staffing in Kildare County Council in relation to cycling infrastructure and sustainable transport. Um, so we now have, uh, we've, we've three directors, I suppose you could call them, of sustainable transport. So we've one for, we've one for cycling and walking infrastructure. We've one for public transport. And then we've one for, uh, kind of your, your roads and your traffic lights and, you know, the, the usual. So they all kind of fall under the roads directorate, but they all have kind of an individual mandate. So to me, that's showing a level of commitment that wasn't there before, that hasn't been there before. For cyclists, uphill is always harder and uphill takes longer. And it's likely that we remain a long ride away from having the kind of facilities that are enjoyed in other countries, especially on the continent. But Chris Pender figures it's essential to keep the pedalling going. People have viewed the car as king for so long. Um, and and there, there's, there's legitimate reasons for that when you have when you have families that are relying on a car to get into work and to, to kind of get the kids to school and stuff like that. And I suppose you're, you're exactly right. We do need to get a lot more serious about this and we need to get a lot more serious about it quicker if we want people to move away from the use of cars where they poss- where they can. Because the reality is if we keep going as we're going, that's not going to happen. Um, we're just going to keep installing more roads and more God knows what for more cars. And that's, that's exactly what more roads means. More roads means more cars. It doesn't mean 
it doesn't mean less traffic it doesn't mean anything like it it just means that the traffic is in a different place and it, that's not going to help in, in any way shape or form in relation to climate change or climate action for one but it's also not going to help in relation to people's quality of life like excess cars on the roads is literally impacting on our air quality i'm looking to try and get air quality monitors installed inside of all of the schools in the kind of district so that we can keep an eye on, on what kids are breathing in as a result of the overdependence on cars because I think if we can if we can relate this to if we can relate this to people that they'll be more likely to get on board and that's what we need right now we need people to get on board we need people to kind of to want this and to push for this like I mean as a councillor I'll push for from my side but I am always happy to receive 50 million emails from people telling me this is what they want councillor Chris Pender so now it's up to the cyclists of Kildare to make sure the powers that be know that this is what they want. And so taking a look at what other local news is prominent this morning, the Kildare Nationalist leads with a piece by Finian Coughlin about publicans demanding clarity on getting the hospitality sector reopened. That's with the news that Northern Ireland pubs will be back in business in six weeks. The Leinster leader gives prominence to a Garda raid in Baldonnell on Saturday where firearms, ammunition and drugs were seized. And KFM Radio is warning this morning of water supply disruption in Maynooth today. On the national sources, the examiner starts the week positively with growing optimism that Ireland will enjoy summer holidays at home as Covid numbers fall. The Times runs with the government considering extending the interval between vaccine doses and that's so more people can get a first vaccination. The Independent goes with the tragedy of the young mother stabbed to death at the weekend, headlining tributes from her family as a man is charged, and RTE leads with that sad story too. Meanwhile, back close to home, I got a note from a listener about pandemic conditions at the National Car Test Centre in this area. It's worth considering, and I'll read it as it came. He said, on my visits, I had to queue outside in the rain to gain access to the reception desk. When the vehicles were being tested, I had to wait outside the facility, again in the wind and rain. Several people were in the same situation. One much older man could only navigate using a walking frame. Others sought shelter under trees, behind cars, and in one case under a nearby truck. I think that the least that the NCT franchisee should do is provide some shelter from the wind and the rain, and hopefully soon the sun. So that's self-explanatory. If you have comments or brickbats or congratulations on any subject, text them to 086-826-7104 or email kilcullendiary at gmail.com. Meantime, I'm Brian Byrne. This is the Kilcullen Diaries Daily Cast, and thank you for listening.